You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with your hosts, Andy Grant and Apio Hunter. Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to opening up discussions that most men aren't having, but you certainly don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel podcast is produced live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for your growth and enjoyment. You can find more information about the Real Men Feel movement at realmenfeel.org. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. This is a weekly program and your comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in the Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. I am your host, Andy Grant. And tonight again is one of those special episodes where we uh, kind of open our hearts, open our doors to whoever wants to come in and, and share what's on their mind, share what's in their heart. And this is a follow-up to our program, which was just a month ago, on our men reacting to sexual harassment. Um, tonight, we've invited uh, men back, and we've also opened it up to women. Imagine that. Uh, both sexes talking about a topic together. So hopefully there'll be some new insights and intrigue this evening. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome my friend and co-host, Apio Hunter. Greetings, Andy. It's always good to be here. And uh, we were having some frivolous weather talk earlier, and you were saying just it's, it's hotter than normal where you are? Oh, yeah, way hotter than normal. No, Typically, where I am in Salt Lake, at this time of year, the average temperature is like in the mid-20s. Um, it's been hovering more like in the mid-40s. On Christmas Day here, it was actually 60 degrees. Wow. I, it's just been nuts. It's been raining all day. Typically, it should be snowing all day. Um, when I was looking up at the mountains, I, it didn't look like snow. It looked like it was raining up there, too. So it's just been like the, the weather's been whacked for sure. Okay. All right, so all the climate change deniers just need to get out of freezing cold New England for a while and see the rest of the world then. Absolutely, yes. Cool. <laughs> so again, it, it was just last month that we, we started this discussion, and um, it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that this issue is still prevalent since we've discussed it once, but I, you know, I guess it's more persistent than that, and, and that's good too. Um, and since we did speak, you know, this, this tsunami of, of sexual harassment charges and the fallout it's, uh, it's poured through ESPN, the NFL Network, Celebrity Chefs, the New York City Ballet, the London Royal Phil Philharmonic, to name just a few of the things. And you know, I was talking before we started the show that it's really still just been three months since this uh, Harvey Weinstein accusations kind of broke this whole thing open. And I noticed uh, one person, uh, Morgan Spurlock, he uh, directed, directed a couple uh, docu hit documentaries and stuff, but he came out. Before being accused, he came out and kind of owned his bad, his past bad behavior via just a, a you know a blog post and Twitter, um, and I wondered like wow because I, I wondered if that was going to be the next step. Will people start saying, oh yes, I did this bad thing, and and he did it out of to avoid the anxiety of waiting for them to come to him, waiting for the the next man to go down, if you will. Um, but he lost jobs. He was fired. He lost a lot of things too. So it was really interesting that. 
you know, there is, there's, think, Apio, you mentioned it, like the, the balance. Now we're in this opposite swing because there's no, and maybe there shouldn't be a good way, but there seems to be no good way for a man to get in front of this and not have it kind of destroy his career. But, you know, again, that's what has to happen. Right, exactly. I mean, it's interesting how people who take ownership are still kind of suffering the backlash. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you pointed that out. You know, as that pendulum swings, there will be, even people who are proactive, even people who are stepping forward and said, you know what, I was a jerk. I did this and I sincerely apologize. They're not immune from happening, you know, from, from, from the backlash that's happening. Hopefully, again, you know, we, the, the pendulum, hopefully, as it swings back, as we stop going from one extreme to the other, it will right itself more quickly and we won't see it just continue to swing and swing and swing. I'm really very, very hopeful that it'll, it'll reach that, that center spot. So what, what do you think that center spot looks like? I think the center spot really is going, at least the way I see it, is, is where we are able to take full accountability for our, our behavior, be open about it, but more so not only say, okay, oops, I was an idiot, I was a jerk, I was an asshole or whatever, but more so reach a point where we don't even have to have those discussions anymore. Where we're treating people in a way that makes other people, makes those people uncomfortable is completely unacceptable, not only for ourselves, but for the other people as well, where we have the ability and liberty to speak up and say, you know what, I did not appreciate that. And the other person immediately recognized that, oops, I did something that perhaps was unacceptable. Um, and I'll be able to apologize and to be able to move on immediately. But hopefully we won't even be doing those things. Hopefully we can be in tune enough, aware enough, that if we even question it, we don't even have to step forward or to apologize or anything like that. I, I don't know if I articulated that well, but that's just kind of how it flew out of my mouth. Good. <laughs> Kenny, did you want to jump in? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you're talking about the center point and where the balance is finally going to happen when this pendulum stops swinging back and forth. I think the center point's really going to be when people start realizing that it's no longer happening anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, to continue to come forward and, and admit what you've done in the past and for the accusations to stop is going to stop that pendulum from swinging this way, but it's still got to swing this way and then come back where people don't do it anymore, where, where mm -hmm. people finally realize that, you know, this is just not right. And, and women start going, wow, I haven't had that happen to me in the last three months. Well, can it, can it be that short of a span, or is this going to be generations? I, you know, I don't know. It, 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 I think it's going to take a lot longer than that. It's not going to happen real quick. But, it, you know, women are so used to this thing happening to them on a regular basis that I think it's that, that center point of balance is going to be finally when somebody realizes, wow, it hasn't happened to me in the last three or four months, you know, because they're used to it every week. Right. It's almost like, um, you know, there's a, there's a generation of kids that, you know, um, not having a black president, it, that's, what, what do you mean? Like, you know, or that a black person can't become president of the United States is just, of course, again, like they, they, that's just their part of their daily life. And, you know, this generation in New England, people that don't know what it's like to have the New England Patriots be a shitty team. They just 20, if you're 25 <laughs> or younger, you just don't know what that life is like. So, but again, for people to realize 
for women to realize, wow, I haven't been harassed in a long time. <laughs> like, how, like, how long uh, can that be? Like, do you think this, do you think we can reach kind of that, that neutral, natural balance point in our lifetime? I, know, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be completely eradicated, but it will be nice when you get to the point where people look at sexual harassment and go, what is that like? You know, you, what's an eight track tape? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'll, tell, I'll say why I think it's possible to see it within our lifetime, because it wasn't long ago. We're talking maybe 20, 25 years ago, which is definitely within all of our lifetimes, I'm, I'm hoping, um, that drunk driving was still, you know, people were still pushing back about the whole idea of no mothers against drunk driving and the whole movement of, of, you know, drunk driving being unacceptable, socially unacceptable. Same thing with smoking, even though there are plenty of smokers. I have lots of friends who are smokers and so forth. And we see, you know, a resurgence, especially with e-cigarettes and so forth. We nevertheless have seen within our lifetime, massive shifts within within society that we never thought it could have possibly happened. And the same thing even holds true, something which affects me personally, and that is marriage equality. Even that was a shift that none of us could have even anticipated. And yet here we are where there are still elements of society where it's like, ah, they go up in flames over the whole idea of marriage equality. And yet it is, at that point now, where at least in our society, most Western societies, it is now socially acceptable. So I think it is doable and possible just based off of the own examples I've seen. Yeah, that's a great example because that, yeah, that, that bit of social change did go much quicker than, than I, I would have guessed. And it seemed like it could at times. So yeah. uh, it, we are in this accelerated pace of change for everything else. So maybe it could be changed for the good as well. That'd be a nice change, I guess. <laughs> for sure. Oh, cool. um, uh, can I play downer? Yeah, please. <laughs> Go for it. I'm going to play downer number one. And culture stubborn. And, uh, and generally, historically, folks haven't given up privilege very easily. This is true. So, e even in those examples that we're using. So if we use the civil rights movement as an example, if we use women's suffrage as an example, if we use, you know, gay marriage as an example. Like, yeah, in my bubble, those things are very, you know, it's like rote. you know, I have gay friends now getting divorced. So, yay, now it's real marriage equality. Right, exactly. Um, and there are those, you know, like the, the idea that, that the election of Barack Obama led to a post-racial society, right? Like, we're not in a post-homophobic society. No, we're not. Post-racial society. We're not, not going to likely be in a post-sexist society very soon. And, um, yeah, I think it, it's – so you kind of spoke to the women's side of, wow, I haven't been harassed in the last three months. And also, what is it like to wake up in the consciousness of a man who doesn't feel compelled or entitled to – to harass, to act out in those ways, you know, and how freeing that is. It's like, oh, wow, I, I, huh, I don't feel like I have to oppress, I don't feel like I have to have power over. What the, the some local DJs, some local DJs in Boston said to, uh, to, to, to get what harassment is like, um, you know, just one day at work, try to not say anything to a woman that you wouldn't say to a man. And just see how many times you like catch yourself. Oh, and, and that's, 
would be the real neutral place. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a, uh, you know, a challenging experiment to see. Just again, because I, well, there are certain people that are out to oppress, but I do, I, I hope that the average American male doesn't have that. Who can I oppress today mentality? It just shows up. Um, but, but that's the unconscious bias as we talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. right. yeah. it's been there so long. Yeah. Like it is easier, you know, to say like, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to rape people and harass people and touch people and grope people. I can see that. But uh, when it comes to, to, to dirty jokes or to pornography or to all these other things that are just much more ingrained in, uh, in, in just everyday life as a man here, uh, I can see it. it. It can be harder or take longer. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I've always said I've been not raping women for 57 years now. That part's easy. It's just <laughs> knowing, knowing how to talk to them on a decent level that they feel is respectful, but still try to let them know you're attracted, you know? Right. Yeah, sure. And, and you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, the other side of it. And that's not being a downer, boys. And I would say that's being more, let's look at the full picture. Mm -hmm. Let's look at, yes, there has been progress, but there's still elements and there's still that undercurrent, which, again, I think part of the backlash that we've seen here is that when something becomes socially, quote unquote, unacceptable, um, the, what happens is that people feel, as long as there is an element of we feel either repressed in one way or another, women who weren't able to speak up because, for fear of losing their jobs and they had to support their families and so forth, men who feel resentful because they can't speak up because somehow they'll be labeled as sexist or whatever like that, if we can reach a point, at least this is just how I, I, I'm reasoning right now, and it could very well shift, but if we can reach a point where we can all speak up and say what's on our minds without necessarily being judged, but instead have somebody come to me and say, okay, why do you think that way? And be included in the conversation from a point of, okay, I want to understand. I disagree, but I want to understand. And, and when everybody can feel like they can be truly part of the conversation without being slapped down, excluded, or whatever, I think that would be huge progress and definitely get us to that point where, you know, as you said, Kenny, where that, that we don't have to be worried about it anymore. We don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah. I mean, Kenny, you mentioned, yeah, think, mentioned it. <clears throat> like, I'm glad I'm not single because I don't, I don't, would not know what the heck to do and mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, exactly. I think social media actually is hurting in this, in this kind of a, a, a situation where mm -hmm. we try to resolve things. We try to find the balance in between. And social media is just a monster. I mean, because you see people saying things that they would not normally say to your face because there's this sense of anonymity when you're on Facebook or when you're on Twitter. And they tend to just blow out whatever's on their side of their mind. You know, And it, it's, it's not helpful in our political divisions in the country and it's not helpful in this type of situation people tend to just drift to the outside edges of whatever their feelings are yeah social media to, it's really anti-social media yeah exactly. you, you don't act as you would in normal society right yeah. exactly in fact this morning i was just listening to a a I, I love to listen to podcasts as I'm getting ready in the morning. And this morning I was actually listening to um, Oprah Winfrey's, you know, super soul conversations. It's also, oftentimes it's just a replay of super soul Sundays. And she was interviewing, she was talking to Sebastian Younger and his newest book tribe. 
what's interesting about what he was talking about in Tribe is that mm -hmm. there was a lot of this conversation about social media and how social media has gotten so toxic and so forth. And part of you know the discussion that they were having was uh, this whole concept that evolutionarily we as human beings evolved to really function best in small groups. Exactly, small groups, typically no more than 60 people or so. And, you know, technology has kind of taken us away from that. And, and oftentimes, you cited various examples of when people were like in, in horrible situations, you know, typically in war or, or famine or something like that, where everybody came together as a sense of community. Um, and then they missed those horrible times because they were all able to be, they'll come together. <clears throat> And perhaps, you know, if we can, as a society, find a way to enjoy the benefits of social media and at the same time feel that connection of, you know, that, that true sense of connection of being able to contribute. And we're not talking about through organizing a campaign online. I mean, I'm talking about physically coming together, making a difference individually in people's lives male female whatever that can really help us heal so many of the wounds that again just talking randomly right now cool. coming uh, together making a difference or coming together making cookies i mean it, it it almost doesn't matter like if i'm with my neighbors to do that if i'm yes. if i'm here in this in this place and the people that are, are are feeling me yeah and i love the book also tribe is a great book and the idea that the people i am dependent upon the people around me like for everything that i eat and for my survival and that got me thinking about this whole about kind of the patriarchy right so time's up time's up for the patriarchy time's up things are changing things are shifting but the patriarchy has aligned so neatly with consumerism has aligned so neatly with transactional culture you know if we need it we pay for it we don't really care about the person on the other side and is very masculine tagged masculine right like everything about consumption and consumer and capitalism and all of that is very masculine. So now we have to reclaim all of that soft, all of those soft skills, all the vulnerability of being in community, all of the risk of being close to people, all of those other things. And thank God we have to do that yeah. now. Right. That, 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 all that requires men to be braver than, yeah. than when they're oppressive and controlling everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since we've mentioned social media and evolution i want to put um there was some some comments online about the last show and and one there was one of us said, talked about men not being evolved enough yet um this is something that laurie pointed out and and you're here i don't know if you're just stalking or if you want to speak up about that do you remember that hearing that in your reaction yeah no it annoyed me <laughs> so can you explain can you go further on that tell us more well because i think that's the excuse that men use like that women are more evolved, they're more nurturing, da, da, da. and you, I think the patriarchy set it up so that you didn't have to be. And then you use that as, a, as an out for your behavior by saying, 
well, we're not as evolved as women. And it's like, well, no, you could be, you just opted not to be. And now you actually, now you actually use that excuse right. away with being jerks. And it's like, oh my God, you created it and then you actually use it. And it's, it's so frustrating because when I, at the gentleman who said it isn't on tonight, but I was like, I want it. Like when I listened to the replay, I was like, oh my God, I want to reach through and like grab him and go, what are you kidding me? <laughs> Is that why he's not here? Did you do something offline? <laughs> I, <didn't. laughs> but I remember, I remember another show, another Real Men Feel show that was on quite a long time ago. And one of the gentlemen said, well, you got to give us time to get used to not being in a patriarchy. And I was like, how much friggin' time do you need? Like you've done it, you've you've had it forever, right? Like how much longer are we supposed to wait? It sort of reminds me, you know, it's always the oppressor that says, wait, let me have more time to adjust. And yeah. the oppressed are always like, you know, it yeah. is time's up, you know? I mean, Martin Luther King said the same thing. It's like, no, you know, it's easy for the white man to say, wait, we're not ready for that yet. You have to give us a little more time. And yet every other oppressed person is like, I'm sick of friggin' waiting, yeah. you know? And the idea, you know, you like you guys are using the term backlash for men who um, have abused women. That's not backlash, that's friggin' justice. It's not backlash. And I, I it makes me crazy, like, what? You know, like the Spurlocker guy. So he writes a whole thing like, oh, I'm so sorry for all the things I've done. Well, he was still doing that. He was still, at, when he wrote that, he was still oppressing women and harassing women and making them do things they didn't want to do to work with, with him and on his stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, this happened 20 years ago. And like, that makes it okay. You know, like if a guy raped someone 20 years ago, it doesn't make it okay today. No, oh, yeah, no, completely agree. This idea that, because I just read a thing about some minister or some Senate, some religious person, all family oriented, just he was just, um, someone came out and accused him of rape, of raping a 17 year old girl 20 years ago. And his, he, he didn't deny it, but he said, but it was 20 years ago. Like that makes it all okay. And it's like- You didn't catch me quick enough, so obviously I'm free to go. Yeah, yeah like this mentality that it, because it didn't happen yesterday, it's okay now. It's like, yeah. what the- no. <laughs> Yeah, like I could be wrong, but I don't recall a, a time in the United States when rape was legal. Right. right. Did I miss that in the history no. books? No, but there is- No, actually maybe. rape was legal in the context of marriage. A man yes. could legally rape his wife until the 1950s. Mm. Yeah. Right. But this guy we're talking about, he wasn't married anyway. Right. But it's, it's, it is, um, but yeah, those things like the, the term backlash, I'm not a fan of. Mm -hmm. And then that like men saying that, you know, you have to give them more time. You guys need more time. Not you specifically. Here. Yeah. I haven't heard people say, and the, the one thing about being evolved that, that I, you know, we have this spiritual thing around being evolved like no evolved just means you know you're you're getting better at what you need to do so men evolved into a patriarchy did it great that was that was evolving <laughs> but now we have to evolve into something else and that's the challenge 
Right. And accepting it that, that, um, you know, when you guys were talking about like months, years, lifetimes, how long will it take? Um, there was a woman who was getting in trouble at work because they were like, it takes you way longer to process each client compared to the guys, the, the, the other people in the office. And what they did is they switched and one of the guys answered as her and she took over his email and he said, oh my God, like they did it for like a two week span. And he said, everything he sent out got questioned by every man and woman. That I remember reading that. And he, they had to, he had to send like twice as much, twice as many emails to each client as the male did. Yep. I remember so, reading that same story. And then they brought it to the boss and said, this is why. And the boss still, even with the guy that she worked with, going with through everything and explaining everything, her boss, a male, still said, not my problem. And did not like acknowledge that. And, and that's the stuff, you know, that's not under harassment. Right. It shows up in the workplace. You know, like, you know, women have always complained, you know, you go to bring your car in to get fixed and you get talked to like, you know, you're a moron. I mean, I remember going through, I, my car was making noise and I remember the, the mechanic going, well, did you leave a flashlight in your, in your glove box? And I was like, really? Like my engine's making a weird noise. You don't think I would notice the difference? Of course, some wire was loose in the transmission and, and they did fix it. But I had to like, you, the, the it's that kind of stuff that shows up that, it's every day. It's so you get so freaking tired. So then when you like wig on somebody, people go, Oh my God, what a bitch. And it's like, my God, 47,000 things have happened to me before I finally said something, leave me alone. <laughs> and, and that's, I think that's what people, you know, like when they're like, Oh my God, so many people are getting so upset about it. And it's like, well, because, it's been happening every day, every minute, forever. Yeah, yeah and nobody likes to admit that they're wrong. Nobody likes to have the finger pointed at them, and men are going to find a way to try to skirt around it and, and come up with an excuse for it. But the fact is, it's been happening for eons, really. And it, it's finally come to the point where everybody's recognizing that it's wrong, and you really need to make some changes. Right. But do you think everyone's recognizing it? Or, or a lot of guys going along for the show, yeah. Oh no, there's not. There's not going to be everybody recognizing it. You know, just just like I said, there's there's still going to be women who are not going to trust you, no matter what kind of a guy you are, because they've been treated so shitty in the past. And I don't blame any one of them. You know, so it's yeah, it's that's something that everybody's going to admit to. They're all going to. There are people that are going to just go. Well, what are you guys talking about? This is stupid. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. I want to be real careful about how we're gendering this conversation also because I've watched a number of videos by women in the last couple of weeks. Patriarchy is not about men and women. Patriarchy is about a system of, of control, right? So I've watched a number of conservative women in videos cutting down the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. cut, you know, saying it's all bullshit, saying it's the, it's the end of romance as we've known it. It's like all of this, all of this other stuff too. So the entrenched mindset isn't just in, you know, 
persons with penises and persons with oh. vaginas, yeah. right? It's it's I, in the patriarchy. It's in the. I, I get I get that, but I want to also say that you want to be careful not to turn that into the um, uh, all lives matter. You know? Oh. It's, we're talking about women right now. We're not talking about everybody. We're only talking right. about women. Right. In but but some women don't see this as a problem. Right. right. Some women don't see the, the harassment as a problem. Like they're they're attacking the women who are coming out. Right. Right. And, and it's, it's as a woman that is so distress distressing. Mm. And then you you wonder how much of the patriarchy is set up that way, right? Like what they're so used to, right? Because if that's their role. Yes. It's just as terrifying for them mm-hmm. to yeah. change as it is for men to change. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of backlash. Like, so I've heard a lot and read like some friends posting and that, you know, for the Time's Up movement and the Me Too movement, they were a little distressed about how revealing the dresses were at the Golden Globe Awards. Potato sack time yeah. is the next pin. Yeah, in yeah. in one of the some some guy wrote and a woman reposted it, which just breaks my heart. But some guy wrote and said, "If women are standing there doing that, times up, and then they dress like sluts. How are we supposed to be here?" Yeah. How can I, how can I live surrounded by sluts without grabbing them? Yeah, I understand oh, that. So, well, and just this assumption that because you wear something that's that's sexy or revealing makes you a slut. So there it is again, right? Like let the man dictate the the slut shaming and how a woman's supposed to look and dress and and act, so that I then can stay in control yet again, or at least justify my behavior. Right, yeah. and then and then like what was more upsetting was that a woman shared it and i was just like i can i can honestly say that i mean living where i do having grown up in this particular culture because mind you i grew up in salt lake and you know in utah before i moved to florida and spent most of my adult life in florida and then returned back here um when you live in a community, especially where you know the people belong to the majority of a particular mindset, where here the culture, and again, this is not a criticism. It is simply stating this as an observation of somebody who has participated in that culture and now no longer participates in that particular culture, but nevertheless can still look at things with a somewhat critical eye, but also hopefully not non-judgmental eye. And that is that there's a good part of the culture here in, in, in Utah where women are essentially told that their highest, you know, their, their highest calling as women is as mothers. You know, their worth is in their uterus. Their worth is as a wife. They are essentially told that they are not, fully worthy or true you know they and oftentimes i see this a lot they're not treated as as women if they're not mothers if they choose to be single if they choose to have a career if they do all these things because it is so much a part of that culture and so many people think the same way as that group think if you will that somebody who does not fall into that 
gets just completely ostracized and that that and suddenly you know you have it's that that dynamic of that need to belong and so women will then end up participating in the slut shaming in the stoning if you will whatever you know they because they don't want to be ostracized they don't want to be left out right but based on a patriarchal society yes very much very and much. it's set up that way i mean yeah. There was no accident that all the Bibles were written by men and that it's all women are supposed to be subservient. Mm -hmm. Right? Like there's no Bible that was rewritten re 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 like the King James Bible, right? Like all of the, like it was all written by men. It was. So it was their perspective of how it was supposed to be. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, I know I was raised in the Jewish religion. It was certainly women, you know, were supposed to be revered in the home but we didn't count in the church in the temple mm -hmm. we didn't count to to have a minion you needed 10 men not women 10 men so you know you 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 grow up with all that i mean i don't think i don't think that's that's specific to um mormons i think catholicism is a great deal like that right mm -hmm. I know my friends who are Catholic, you get married, you have kids. That's what you're supposed to do. You exactly. Um, I certainly lived in that environment. Not, I didn't live in that procreate and get married crap. Thank you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's certainly out there. But again, written by men, for men, to continue the patriarchal way. So I get that there's a cultural thing and that a lot of it is that way, but the same way that I don't want to give men the excuse that you haven't evolved. I don't want to give women that either. Yeah. Oh yeah. I completely, you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to say men should know better and then not say that same thing to women. <laughs> like we, we have to, we have to be better. We have to believe, you know, we can't, you can't have the Sarah Huckabee Sanders people saying those women are all liars, you know, because then you, you, you keep that, that mentality up that when a man says somebody's lying, it's the truth. But when a woman says it, it's a lie. Right. And, and, and you, uh, when you just keep having that over and over again, and it's, it's a much, you know, you can see where it comes from. It's power. The people in power are the ones that are doing it, whether it's a man or a woman. Yes. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the person that's sitting next to you that's making $3.50 an hour going, that boss is a jerk. And da, 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 da. And, and $3.50, I just aged myself to when, when I had minimum wage jobs. <laughs> you make the exact point I was just going to say. It's, it's right, like, oh gosh, that's what I think what I made when I was in college, when I was a security guard. So and that, that's one thing to, to, that's kind of remarkable in that this is blowing up from very high-paying, glamorous industries mm -hmm. that this is coming out of. Um, but it's the lowest wage. It's the service women in the world that are most harassed, most dealing with this, uh, most traumatized by this. And they don't have um, PR firms and attorneys and press conferences, right? And, mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's been going on forever and ever there. All right, yeah. But the risks are the same, right? For the women in those positions to, oh, yeah. to speak up. Right. Yeah, and imagine if you weren't making $1.2 million a year, but 
you know, 24,000. What that yeah, you're not, you're what not that, just saying anything. Right. It's even more, you have even more to lose. To, right, tell, yeah. to tell off the dishwasher versus the director. Right. right. Yeah, and all it takes is for one person to suggest, oh, she was paid off to say this, you know, yeah. and because she makes three fifty an hour, everybody believes it or half the country is going to believe it. It's right. a statement. They're going to, it's like any other conspiracy theory. They throw it out there and everybody that wants to just grabs onto it. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like these went, like so many people are saying, oh, they're going to get so much money for, you know, filing suit against Trump or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, because their lives are so good since they came out and said something. Right. You know, like, there's no benefit to, um, you know, like when Anita Hill came forward, right? There's no benefit right. to coming forward. I mean, and, and that's why so many women that have something to lose don't ever come forward. You know, they, they don't. I mean, you know, when I, when I worked, I mean, Every Monday at my job, my boss, when I came into work, asked me if I got laid. Every single Monday, he would say, did you get laid over the weekend? Every single Monday for seven years. Did you ever change your answer? <laughs> just to shut him up? I never answered him. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, but he, like, it was not... I mean, it was so normal. I mean, I think it's gotten better. I like to think so. That was the eighties, but I don't. I don't know if it has. I don't. I'm sure there's still those kind of bosses out there. I moved on to a different company and didn't have to deal with them anymore. But I mean, I think I, I'm pretty sure those kind of people are still out there all the time. Yeah. You know, and here's just, an interesting juxtaposition on that too. Andy, I'm going to just go a call back to something you just said a while ago about not saying anything to your coworker that you wouldn't, to a woman coworker that you wouldn't say to a man. How many guys would you ask that of, on a, you know, in, in the past, maybe not today, but how many guys would you go, Hey, did you get laid this weekend? Cause you knew he was going out with somebody. You might say that. Yeah. Yep. Is that right? Or is that wrong? I mean, should we no, all stop just make you saying think. But it, so it's, it, well then is the idea be obnoxious. Don't be sexist. Right, be yeah. equally <laughs> offensive. Is, then, is that the is that the middle ground? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, and I want to bring it. Um, I want to just thank all of you that that took part in the first time we had this discussion because because I got lots of personal feedback and emails and messages sent to me of, of from women appreciating that this conversation happened. But there was one comment on YouTube um, from Julie saying, "Again, it was so great to see these guys come together to discuss the topic." But uh, it, it was a comment that Kenny made um, that women are not sexual objects, they are sexual beings, which is partly true, she says, but I want to be recognized as a human being. And I know you addressed that online in response to her, but Kenny, I wondered if you wanted to talk about that um, here for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I would like to clarify that because if I, had, if I had taken the time last time, I don't think she would have you know, been as offended, I think, by it. Um, I think what's, what I meant by that really is that Women have always been suppressed sexually. They've not been allowed to express themselves the way men do. And if they do, they're called a slut. You know, um, men don't have that issue. Women, yes, they're human beings. We're all human beings. But women have never been allowed to be the sexual beings that men have been. They've always been looked at as objects. And I think that women 
in this day and age are starting to begin to be able to express themselves a little bit more sexually and have that accepted. And I think that women would like to be able to be as free to express themselves sexually as men do. And I don't think that they've ever been in this place where we're at now. You know, it's interesting because as you were saying that, I, this this thought popped into my head. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about the tribal societies and how there's always that level of connection and belonging when we were more tribal societies. If you really kind of look at many of those tribal societies, even though men and women had distinct roles and oftentimes they were equal partners in the well-being of the entire tribe Mm. the you know this idea and 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 you know women being you know sexual objects or men being sexual objects that that was never really part of the discussion is when we started to build these patriarchal structures whether you know whether it was two thousand years ago or four thousand years ago whatever it's when society started to structure itself into bigger and bigger components and building a patriarchy so that there's a few that that benefited at the expense of the many i think that's when we really started to get away from that's when we started to really see that more and more women being treated as those objects as opposed to true equal partners in the well-being of society and it's it's the competition, the the that sense of what it means to be a man, the conquest, and that yeah, if you ask all the bunch of different guys that you know, you get laid, you get laid, you get laid. Yeah, good for you, good for you. Oh, with who? Oh, that girl. Oh, that girl. Wow, what a slut she is. You know, it goes from high fives to shaming, and it's part of the conquest. But oh, you conquered, uh, in, someone an easy beast, an easy challenge you met. So now it's all discounted. But. You know, there is just, there is like, has there ever been a time, I wonder if there's a culture where m- men get shamed for sleeping around, right? When, when you disrespect your sacred penis by putting it too many places. Is that, is that, is, does such a place exist? It, it's entirely possible, but we don't know from the historical record. Because so often historical things that were recorded have either been lost to history, destroyed or something. And again, those those patriarchal systems that are designed to kind of maintain certain power structures will do everything that they possibly can to suppress information that may contradict whatever stories that they're actually telling. I would love to, I would love to think that yes, that was in fact the case and that may have in fact happened sometime in our past. Do we know? I don't know. We don't really have the evidence for that, but you know, I, I really, really, really want to kind of jump in on a couple of those links that Boysen shared in, in, in the chat because I thought those were so amazing. I've, okay. I've seen Justin Baldoni's talk, you know, I'm done. We have to trying talk to be about the Golden Globes, Globes too. Yes. Yeah, but we, we're, oh, yeah, we're there. We're getting to Oprah. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, Apio, so, finish, finish what you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah no, I, I wanted Boysen to kind of touch on, on his thoughts by sharing those because I, I read that article, the Vanity Fair article, and I've seen that talk, and I love them both. I think they're so relative to the conversation. So, I kind of wanted to, you to share your take if you're you know, okay with sharing. The Baldoni, art, the Baldoni thing. So Justin Baldoni, not only the TED Talk, but he, he has a show that he produced that got sponsored by Harry's Razors that mm-hmm. we see ads for all the time. He's got some 
fantastic male uh, actors, dancers, uh, Prince EA, the rapper, um, just sitting around a dinner table talking about very openly and vulnerably about what it means to be a man. And then some interviews with, with folks like Michael Kimmel, you know, kind of giving a more academic perspective is great, fun, look, look him up. But I posted the Justin Baldoni because of the, what you said, Andy, about, you know, it takes real courage. Like, are, are you strong enough to be vulnerable? Are you strong enough to, to let go of the privilege? Are you strong enough to admit you have some, you know, to be open with who you are? So that kind of courage. And then the Vanity Fair thing was just about, um, yeah, after the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation, we had Reformation, right? And suddenly there was like this incredible percentage of elected black um, politicians all throughout the South and state houses and in governorships and mayor mayors and all of these things. And then along came Jim Crow and boom, right back to the KKK and lynchings and, and the, that pendulum swing. I suspect that we're going to see something similar. So we're in the Reformation right now, time's up. And I'm wondering, you know, what's going to happen in this accelerated culture a year from now, what that'll look like. And there are still, you know, here comes the new boss, same as the old boss. The Vanity Fair article is about the culture of, of sexism and uh, drug-fueled sex-laced parties in Silicon Valley with young, incredibly rich high-powered, you know, venture capitalists and developers who never got laid when, you know, they were nerds, they were low power, they were beta males when they were in high school and college, and then they get alpha status, and what do they do? They just reenact the same shit that the alpha males reenacted before. And claiming that they're being sexually open and everything else, and yet in the article it also talks about how if you really look paid very close attention to the partners and the people who they she interviewed for that particular book um and this is an the article is based as an excerpt from the book that's that's being released you know if you really look at it it is so reinforcing that hyper masculine women as sexual objects yeah and the women lose the women are yeah. still at risk mm-hmm. women still don't get the benefit yeah exactly. so it, it's still yeah same, same, same stuff. Really fascinating. Word. Brutal article. Brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put all these articles that are mentioned into the into the blog for the, for the show. Whenever you're hearing this, go to realmenfeel.org/blog, and you'll get uh, references to everything being talked about. Um, now, a couple of people have mentioned it. So, did everyone here tonight uh, see Oprah's speech from the Golden Globes? Yes. I did. I watched it live. That actually made made me tear up. Watching it live, you know, it's, it's this is real men feel. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> You're encouraged. Yeah. You're forced to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, one of the, the one of my favorite things about that was that no one that night, if no one made it men against women, Oprah, Oprah praised men in her speech, mm-hmm. and and I, I played it a few times, and I, I took out some lines just to just to say them. But so we have all lived too many years in a culture broken by brutally powerful men. For too long, women have not been heard or believed if they dare to speak their truth to the power of those men. But their time is up. 
the truth of tormented women is with every woman who chooses to say me too and with every man who chooses to listen. And then she closed with just, just the most dramatic part of it to me. I, I want all the girls watching here now to know that a new day is on the horizon. And when that new day finally dawns, it will be because of a lot of magnificent women and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure that they become the leaders who take us to the time when nobody ever has to say me too again. So I loved that she dared say, there, it's, again, it's not men against women. It's mm -hmm. there, and we're finding out it gets into the conversation. We're all being reminded that it's not just men are part of the patriarchy. You know, women. It's 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 not it's not just a gender specific thing. Mm -hmm. right? It's a it's power a thing. thing. It's a power thing. It's a human thing. And being the complicating factor that I am, did you read the articles about how men showed up? That there was not a man yeah. during the during the Golden Globes who uh, spoke to it. Right. Directly. But I get, I get that because if they, you know, it's like, what, can I say this joke? Right. Can I say the, the joke about the black person? Can, you know, is this my place? I can see all that going through people saying, you know, I'm just going to make it about the awards. Um, but again, I wasn't there. But that that's how I took that. But I did notice. Did you uh, I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but Meryl Streep and uh, I think about seven other women actually took the founders and. Uh, some of the members of the Me Too movement as their dates that night. Oh, yeah. Yep. Awesome. I did notice that too. Yeah. That, so anyway, we've moved from the harassment and allegations of Weinstein to Me Too with more people saying me and men saying Me Too as well. Um, and now it's Time's Up, which, you know, just showed up two days ago, as far as I know. Right. That's how, and it's just erupting faster than even Me Too. Right. Yeah. So uh, again, we talked about how fast can this change? And it's, it, I bet it's faster than any of us are thinking. So I didn't, uh, I heard, I heard you, Andy, like, what could they say? Could they make a joke? No, probably not. And they could have gotten up and done what we've been talking about doing. I've seen others writing about, I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah. Like it's that simple. Right. Like, yeah, I thought someone would just acknowledge means right. something to me. I hear you. Yeah. Why we're all in black, why I'm wearing this pin. Yeah, because they were guys on stage wearing the pin. But, and, and again, that's, and I, I'm not going to accuse anyone or guess at what they're, but that's right. a lot of guys are just probably going through the motions. Oh, it, it's the pin of the moment. Yes, I'll, I'll wear one. I'm going to be, I'm going to be ostracized for not being in on a movement. You know, you reminded me of something, uh, and this is a, a traditional Swahili greeting that, Andy, you and I learned at the Infinite Possibilities Conference. I don't know if you remember, but the greeting is, you know, you look the person directly in the eye and say, I see you. And the person being greeted responds with, I am here. Hmm. And I would love to add that to the conversation. When somebody speaks up, I don't just hear you, I see you mm. and know that they are here and that I am here to be a participant and to be part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, what the first time that Oprah mentioned men, like men choosing to listen is as powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Not, I'm not going to jump in and fix it. But yeah, I'm here. I'm. You've said this to me. I'm here. I hear you. I'm not going to try to do something. I'm not going to try to fix you. I'm not going to justify something. I'm just going to stay here. 
Uh, you know, I think that's been the biggest complaint that I've heard from women in the past is men love to fix things. You know, instead of just listening to you, hearing you, you always have to come back with a response. And that sometimes they don't want a response. They just want acknowledgement that you understand what they're saying and how they feel. They don't need you to fix it. And that's just, it's the automatic male tendency is, okay, I can fix this. I can fix anything, you know. And that's what, that's just the worst response, I think, in, in most of these cases. And now we need to just shut up and listen, nod our heads, and, and recognize what they're saying and what they're feeling and acknowledge it. Yeah. I don't understand. It's always worked great for me, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sink, man. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't just a clog to remove. We are the clog. <laughs> I, I had to play. I'm a word dude. I'm, I love words. And phenomenal men was the word that Oprah used in it. Bing dinged me as soon as I heard it. She said phenomenal men. I looked it up. Phenomenal. You know, right? It's a great word, right? Second definition, perceptible by the senses or through immediate experience. So now when I hear phenomenal men is a man that you can be in the presence of and experience differently hmm. through your senses. And this whole kind of presence movement, like, you know, that we, we, we all talk about in this men's work, right? About how present can I be? And that is that I see you. That is that. And you're going to feel it. You're going to yeah. feel me here. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's the challenge. Be phenomenal. Be phenomenal. Right? <laughs> be more phenomenal. Dude, Increase your phenomenability. Weird. Yeah. Human being. We are human beings. Yeah. So let's be, you know, let's be phenomenal. Let's be whatever, you know, but let's just yeah, uh, it, be, right? Oprah's speech really made me, because I always thought, you know, the, the patriarchy and that word and being the problem. So, you know, it really isn't, to me, it doesn't seem like the, the problem isn't men in power. The problem is so many broken men have been in power mm. and abusing that power and clinging to that power and not seeing their own brokenness, you know, not willing to evolve the change to be phenomenal. And doing so thinking that but that power is somehow going to heal whatever is broken. Not even realizing that there's a broken item. Right. It's just, just the way it is. It's just how it is because it's always been this way. It's always right. been that way. Yeah. Which yeah, is my never dad. a valid argument. Because no. it's always been this way is never a valid argument. <laughs> but, that, I mean, isn't that the definition of, of, you know, conservative, the conservative movement, conservative politicians is resistant to change. I want things to be like they were, right? The past is always yeah. best. We're always yeah, trying to return to something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what's interesting is that really the only time that truly matters and the only time that truly exists is now. I mean, we can definitely go into a discussion about you know, theory of relativity and so forth, but in very simple, practical terms, the past is the past. The future hasn't happened yet. The only time that exists is now. I mean, Andy, in, you, you and Boysen are two hours ahead of me and Kenny. No, so you're, you're, we're speaking to you in our future. You're speaking to us in your past, but really we're talking to each other now. <laughs> so we have evidence right here during this conversation, right? <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, where's my flying car? This future sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go back to the other future, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So you know, I'm interested to see, um, and I just want to point out um, about time's up. It's not just a pin. 
300 women came together and made that organization, I believe, on the first of the year. There's wow. a $14 million legal defense fund for women to go to court to get to fight harassment charges. So it's this, uh, the, the women leading this are, are phenomenal. There, it's again. This isn't just a pin. It's not a ribbon of the month. Um, this is a big deal. There's a lot of power behind this. A lot of force. A lot of momentum. Even um, even some very powerful men in Hollywood have have backed mm-hmm. it up. Steven Spielberg, I know, immediately comes to mind as somebody who is backing it up, and a few other big names as well. Yeah, but it, I, we're we're prone to go there and say that. But like, damn it, why does that matter? <laughs> Right. right. Like, why, why, did, why did we have to mention a man's name to, like, uh, add, oh, and there's a man doing it, too. Well, like, <laughs> like, yeah, not that that's intentionally what you're doing, but, like, no, geez, there's, like, more proof of this, whatever this is, this ism. Right. So, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> say it, Marty. Say it. Say it. <laughs> I just, no, I just wanted to jump in about one other thing that, like, no one touched on yet, and, and it's, like, floored me for since I found out about it, that our Congress and Senators have um, created a fund with our tax dollars that pays off women who sexually, who who would accuse senators and congressmen of sexual harassment or sexual misconduct, which I love how they do that. They they try and like make it the nicest sounding words. Yeah, it's just a traffic ticket version. It's a euphemism. Yeah, Yeah. so, but that our tax dollars actually, (laughs) that they, they actually did that in Congress, that there's money set aside from our taxes to pay off women so that the senators and congressmen can continue working after they've sexually harassed or molested or done whatever to women, interns, et cetera. And now they're like, yeah, maybe we should do away with that. <laughs> That's how deep the patriarchy is. Right? So like, when the I government has their shutdowns, do the, 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 the misconduct stop because they can't afford to do it at that point too? Right. Like, <laughs> but, but do you guys, like, that's, like, to me, like, astounding, right? So that came out when the Democratic guy from one of the like, Midwestern Minnesota. states, Con, Con, Conyers? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Conyers, right, right, right. When Conyers got, when, when it came out, they were like, oh, and he paid. They paid off. They paid off some of the women, right. and they're like, well, they paid those women off from tax <laughs> money that they put aside to fight this. To fight this. Yeah, it's like they all just said, oh God, we don't want to end up like Franken. Hurry up, let's figure out how we can fix this. Yeah. <laughs> but it was long before that. Yeah, it's been yeah. Like, it's like 15 years or something. Yeah. Oh, was it that long ago? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. Oh, wow. How did that how did that get how did what did C SPAN get shut off that day? No one saw that happening. <laughs> yeah. Late Friday night bills. Yeah, that's a two, six AM, you know, I mean a three PM kind of thing. But that's the kind of stuff like when it, you know, I would have thought like when, like I read it like as a blurb in some article, like I would have thought that should have been like broadcast over every single station, like every radio, every news, like it should have been everywhere that like, what are you talking about? Our, our tax dollars are going to pay for that so that these guys can stay in office. And there's, there's the whole issue right right there in a nutshell. Right? Well, there's like, pro- the system is powerful and the system has self-sustaining forces to its benefit to remain powerful. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, and then when we see that, we wonder, you know, there's not a, it, I'm not surprised that it continues, right? Like when you have 
these are men that are supposedly creating laws to protect the people of the country. And they are protecting the people of the country as long as they are looking like them and acting like them. Exactly. And it, you know, when, when you're in power and you have money, that's exactly what you do, though. You throw money at problems. And right. that's, that's always the fix. You throw money at it. And especially when it's not your money, it's somebody else's. Right. It's my money. It's my money. <laughs> when they come across someone who can't it's be bought, when you come across someone that can't be bought, it won't shut up, won't go away, then they just say, well, someone else is paying them even more. That, you're right. yeah, it can't just exactly. be their convictions. It can't be because it's, it's right. right. It's, yeah. Mm. Well, so we've been going for we've been going for an hour, so I think we uh I, I want to wrap this up, but I also want to give everyone the chance to kind of get any of their final thoughts shared tonight. So, Laura, you muted yourself on that. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I said enough. <laughs> All right, that's how you really feel. Anyone? It's the same. I have to do it. It's the same fund that pays for the congressman's Viagra, also. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing. Right? Yeah. Well, the other thing I want to say is you were talking about phenomenal men and, and the definition of phenomenal men, and it just brought to mind a phrase that I heard recently: that presence is more than just being there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lot of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to be a little bit more than just sitting here and watching this with discussions like this. We're trying to understand and figure out how to go forward. Cool. Indeed. So, uh, all right. I want to thank everyone for their time, all your contributions, everything you brought to this and to everything you do, all your phenomenalness. <laughs> is there a noun version of phenomenal? There is now. Um, all right. I'm putting it into dictionary. Um, I did want to point out that, again, for people, time's, time's up. This movement is really new, but timesupnow.com has all the information, the 300 women behind this, uh, the Legal Defense Fund. There is a letter of solidarity that 300 top actresses have already signed, and you can sign it too, um, but that'll that'll be in, uh, included in a link to that on the blog. But uh, it's worth checking out. Uh, if anyone listening to this has not seen Oprah's speech from the Golden Globes, I'll, I'll put a link to that as well. It is definitely worth watching. And uh, if you've seen it, it's worth watching again too. Um, talk about presence and being powerful and owning your power and doing something with it. I just think she's a remarkable version and an example of that for, for anybody. I do want to say one little thing. So I want to thank you. And I want to, uh, um, you know, for so long, we women, we couldn't say anything. So sometimes just to let us bitch and rant and rave about it and what's gone on is really, really helpful. Because when you think about it, we haven't had that opportunity to just be like, oh, my God, like this happened and this happened and then that happened. And I can't believe that, you know, and I ignored it and, you know, and all those things. So just being able to be more than just present, right, to really hear us and and know that, like, yeah, it, it was in the past, but everything that happened has created who we are in this moment. And to um to know that there's guys out there that can listen and not be like but it wasn't me like <laughs> really <laughs> awesome oh, <laughs> because well, i get that it wasn't you but <laughs> we have to be able to say something to somebody because we don't, get, we don't get an i didn't do it pin for being here participating no. <laughs> <laughs> no. sadly you don't but if you want one you can make one <laughs> 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 I didn't do it. 
But so I just want to say thank you, and it's nice to it's nice to be able to go. Oh my God, can you believe they do that? Instead and of not me too go, and not try and fix it. And I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Instead of a me too pin, can we just have me either? We can do it. <laughs> Cool. And I do want to point out that we didn't. I did invite other women to come and be part of it, but they couldn't make it. Um, but I, I always think it's fun to have Lori, who is my wife, if you don't know that already, uh, to come and, and speak for her gender. It's, it's fun to put you on the spot. Yeah. And I have a skewed, skewed thought process around it all, too. So, Just like every other human being. Yeah. Well, welcome skewing this. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I come from a, um, I have five brothers and I'm the only girl in my family. Ooh. So I, I think I have a very skewed, screwed up perspective about a lot of things that I think the patriarchy really, you know, sort of kept me in my place. So it's, it's very intriguing to, to be, you know, to look back on my life and go, oh my God, I let that slide. Oh my God, I never said anything. And then the other side of it, having huge fights with my father about double standards <clears throat> in that whole realm of it's okay for the boys to go off and have a great weekend, but I'm not allowed to. So certainly grew up with that. So it's very intriguing, you know, to, to be able to share it and not be judged on it. I assume not judged, but yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know if we can guarantee that for anyone here, but completely wrong on that statement. <laughs> judge away. I don't give a yes. shit. <laughs> not judge to your face. I can give you that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can judge cool. me to my face. <laughs> well, thank you, Lori. Thank you, Poison. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Apio. Um, and we'll be here again next week with another episode of Real Men Feel. Until then, visit realmenfeel.org, uh, realmenfeel.org slash blog for all the listings and links for this episode, past episodes, future episodes, timeless episodes. So thanks and good night. Peace. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org, join the Real Men Feel group on Facebook, and share what you thought of this show. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com and Apio Hunter at apiohunter.com. <laughs>